We already mentioned that since we've been exclusively online with Harvest at Home, we have seen exponential growth among millennials. Their viewership is up 235%. Consider this idea. Could it be that unwittingly, simply by responding as best and as quickly as we could, we've stumbled onto part of God's answer to a generational riddle? We're always talking about how do we reach younger people? All they do is look at their screens. All they do is play video games. Uh, they don't want to go to church. They don't want to go to the youth group. Uh, they're not that interested. And look at what is happening. Thousands and thousands of people are coming to faith watching a screen. We have a generation that are so immersed in social media. It's native to them. In many cases, they would rather text than talk. Uh, we have a friend who is a therapist and she deals primarily with young women who have eating disorders and other problems. And so she was talking to a young lady and asked her some questions. And the girl said, can I text you rather than tell you? <laughs> See, she was more comfortable. So we decry this fact. But wait a second. Could the next spiritual awakening come through a screen? It looks like God is at work and we should be rejoicing. I have a friend of mine, a millennial guy, and he was watching our service online last Sunday and he said this to me and I'll just quote it because I wrote it down. He said, just sitting alone in my living room watching Sunday service with no one watching me, with no pressure to behave or perform, I had an encounter with God that was truly powerful. Listen, God can work in your life right now. And you can have an encounter with God as well in a few moments. I'm going to tell you how to experience this happiness. How to have this joy. How to have this peace in the midst of a storm through a relationship with God through Jesus Christ. Now Paul shares a secret to how to be happy in Philippians 1. Read along with me if you would. Paul and Timothy bondservants to all the saints in Christ Jesus who are in Philippi with the bishops and the deacons. Grace and peace to you from God the Father and from our Lord Jesus Christ. Here it is. If you want to be a happy person, you need to be a saint. Oh, you're thinking, okay, well, that, that definitely is not going to work for me. I'm the opposite of a saint. The word saint is just another word for a believer in the Bible. You don't have to work X amount of miracles or something like that. It just means you're a believer. That's all it means. So to be a happy person, you need to be a saint because Paul is writing to the believers that are living there in Philippi. Now here's another great promise in Philippians that can cause you to be a happy person. Philippians 1.6, He who has begun a good work in you will complete it under the day of Jesus Christ. Listen to this. God always finishes what he begins. If he starts something, he finishes it. Isn't that great to know? I can't even imagine the Lord starts working in your life and he's changing you and then he just loses interest and moves on. That's not God at all. He always completes what he starts. With man you have unfinished books, unfinished songs, unfinished buildings, but God finishes what he begins. The Bible tells us in Hebrews 12, he's the author and finisher of our faith. So what do we read here? We read that he's begun a good work in you. Notice it doesn't say you've begun a good work in you. 
You know, sometimes people say, I want to be a good Christian, and if I just read my Bible more and pray and try to be more kind and use less profanity, you know, it's not you doing it, it's God doing it. It's God who will change you. You need to ask for His help in your life. Maybe you've tried to change your life and, and pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. You can't do that any more than a drowning person can save themselves. You need to call out for help and the Lord will help you and He'll change you. But notice what He says. He who has begun a good work in you. God wants to do a good work in your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. The Lord says, I know the thoughts that I think towards you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil to give you a future and a hope. God has a great plan for your life and it's better than your plan that you have for your own life. Never be reluctant to commit an unknown future to a known God and I might add a loving God who has a good plan for your life and I might also add a happy God who wants you to be happy. Well, you're listening to A New Beginning with Pastor Greg Laurie, the Senior Pastor of Harvest Christian Fellowship in Riverside, California, USA. And he's sharing a timely message today called How to Be Happy, Though Stuck at Home, helping us to respond appropriately to the challenging times that we've seen. Let's not waste our time. Let's redeem our time. The Bible says redeem the time because the days are evil. Or as another translation puts it, Make sacred and wise use of every opportunity. Look, we can't control what is happening to us right now. I wish we could. I wish we could stop this virus. I wish we could all get back to work again. But we can't. We can't control our circumstances. All we can control is our reaction to them. But just remember this. God is in control and he has an end game. What is the end game? It's Romans 8.28. We know that all things work together for good to those that love God and are the called according to His purpose. We Christians love that verse. But don't forget after Romans 8.28 is Romans 8.29. Profound insight, right? <laughs> but what does 8.29 says? It says, whom He foreknew. He also predestined to be conformed into the image of the Lord Jesus Christ. So God's end game is to make you like Jesus. Whatever you're going through, God wants to make you more like Christ because heaven is a prepared place for prepared people. So God can use this in your life. And I suggest to you that sometimes the things we think are good in life may not be as good as we think they are. And some things that we think are bad may turn out to be really good. Does that make any sense? Remember the story of Joseph? His brother sold him into slavery, but God had his hand on young Joseph and he ended up uh, in a position of great influence in Egypt, ultimately in charge of the food supply. And when his brothers were hungry and they came to Egypt, thinking their brother was long gone and dead, little did they know that Joseph was a powerful Egyptian official. And his brothers walked in and he saw all of them, and this would have been the ultimate payback moment. But he said this amazing statement to his brothers, you meant it for evil, but God meant it for good, to save many people alive. I don't know why we're facing this virus, taking the lives of people. It's horrible. But God is working despite it. And people are believing and people are getting closer to God. And I think that's a wonderful thing. Until that day 
when it's all sorted out and it all makes sense, we must trust in the Lord. As I've said before, never trade what you do know for what you don't know. Here's what I don't know. I don't know why this virus is here. I don't know why we haven't been able to find a vaccine for it yet. I don't know why a lot of things. But I do know this. I know God loves me. I know God's in control of my life. And I know that He causes all things to work together for good to those that love Him. And I know He's going to finish what He started in my life. But it all starts with the relationship with Him. I talked about becoming a saint. Let me say something that might sound odd, but it makes sense actually, biblically. Before you can become a saint, you must accept the fact that you're a sinner. See, we're all sinners. What is a sinner? A sinner is simply someone who crosses a line. So I have the black carpet and I have the little rug and the black carpet. So if I step over this, I've crossed the line. So when I break a commandment, like the Ten Commandments, you shall not lie, you shall not steal, you shall not kill, you shall not take the Lord's name in vain. When I cross over that line, when I break the commandment, I've sinned. But sin also means to fall short of a mark. So God has set a mark, a goal for humanity, which is perfection. The Bible says, be perfect as your Father in heaven is perfect. Well, we all fall short. But that's where Jesus comes in. Because we're not perfect. Because we're sinners. Because we mess up, God loved us so much, He sent His Son, Jesus Christ, and a rescue operation to die for us on the cross. Yes, He died on that cross for your sin. Because there was no other way to satisfy the righteous demands of God. But He rose again. Now He stands at the door of your life and He knocks. And if you'll hear His voice and open the door, He'll come in. Have you ever asked Jesus Christ to come into your life? Let me say something to the kids right now. Because I've heard a lot of people say to me that their children ask Jesus to come into their life watching Harvest at Home. Kids, listen to me. God loves you. And God wants a relationship with you. He wants to come and live in your life right now. And in a moment, I'm going to lead a bunch of people in a prayer. And I want you kids to know that you can pray this prayer with me as well. And you can ask Jesus to come into your life. So here's what it comes down to. He's just a prayer away. We just have to call out to him. Coming back to my analogy about you not being able to save yourself. You have to call out to the Lord. Years ago, I was with Jonathan at the beach and uh, he was real small. And so I was helping him catch waves. And I got caught in a riptide. Now here's the irony. I was only a few feet from the shore, but I'm in a riptide and I can't get my feet on the ground. So I'm kind of being pulled and I'm keeping him above water, but I can't get my footing. And there's a lifeguard and she's watching me and I see her watching me, but I didn't want to call out for help because I can't get in a riptide a few feet from shore. It's just embarrassing. Next thing I know, she comes down from the lifeguard stand and she's running toward me to save me. I'm like, oh wait, no, I don't want to be saved 12 feet from shore or less. And I finally got my footing. I said, I'm okay. And she stopped and smiled. And so, but here's the problem. I was too proud to say I needed help. I actually did need her help. I'm trying to hold my son up above water and I could have gone down or he could have gone down. She was just doing her job. And sometimes we're like that. Oh, I don't need God. I won't call on God. Oh, really? You need Him more than you realize. Not only for this life, 
not only so you can find the happiness and the peace and the joy we all want deep down inside, but so you can know with certainty that you'll go to heaven when you die. In a moment, I'm gonna lead you in a prayer. There's something magical about this prayer I'm about to lead you in. It's just a prayer where you'll say to God, you admit you're a sinner, you know you need His forgiveness, and you want to invite Him into your life. And it's also a prayer that you can pray if you're a prodigal son or daughter and you've wandered away and you need to come back to the Lord. So this can be a prayer of commitment or recommitment. But listen, if you want your sin forgiven, if you want to know that when you die you will go to heaven, if you want to personally have Christ come and live inside of you and experience this happiness and joy I've talked about, then pray this prayer with me right now. Just pray these words. Lord Jesus, I know that I'm a sinner, but I know that you're the Savior who died on the cross for my sin and rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life. I call out to you. Save me. Forgive me. Make me a saint now. Thank you for hearing this prayer. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. That's Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you've just prayed and meant those words from your heart, we'd love to welcome you to the family of God. And second, we'd love to help you to get started as a Christian. Let us send you something called our New Believers Growth Packet. It's free of any charge or obligation, and it'll help answer some of the questions you might have and help you build a solid foundation for your faith. Just ask for it by name, the New Believers Growth Packet, when you contact us on one 800 5011 now for a final question for you today. What do you live for? One of the most important questions we can answer. And Pastor Greg poses that question next time as he continues his series called Quarantine Life, right here on A New Beginning. Now for a copy of Pastor Greg's full message from today, get in touch with Vision Christian Store. It was called How to Be Happy, Those Stuck at Home. Just go to visionstore.org.au or call 1-800-00-5011. Thanks for taking time to listen to this audio on demand from Vision Christian Media. To find out more about us, go to vision.org.au.